strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800 State Farm. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Ron Wolfley, you're a man who appreciates the written word, do you not? Indeed, Polly. I think we need to write a letter right here off the top. I'll start. Okay. Dear preseason, we missed you. And we apologize if we ever dissed you. After 2020 and the pandemic protocols took you so far away from us, well, you don't know what you have till you don't have it. You're so going it is great. Thespian. It is great to have you back preseason at the same time. We're also glad you're only three games. Nothing personal, but you are the preseason, and less is still more. And here we go. Not only the preseason kicking things off tomorrow night, it is the big red rage. Twas the night before the 2021 preseason, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, not just Paul Calvisi here, Ron Wolfley there, but upcoming Robert Alford bringing some football knowledge and energy and intensity. So, boom, we are good to go with the game plan tonight. Paulie, I am so stoked. There's no doubt about it, just knowing that there is football that is looming. I'm talking about football in the silks, baby, where the eye black is on and the bloody knuckles come out, babe. I cannot wait to see somebody drill somebody. And, Paulie, I'll tell you this right now. Marcus Golden. That's the guy that I think is going to drill somebody first. There's my bet, Marcus Golden. You know, arguably the quote of camp so far, somebody asked him, when was the last time you had a low energy day? <laughs> and he, he stared straight at the reporter. He said, mm, probably Juco, junior yeah, college. Juco will bring you last down. Time. <laughs> so, you know what, Wolf? Let's see if you're ready for the preseason. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to earhole you right off the top. Are you ready with okay. this fo- the following quiz? You okay. ready for a well, question? Well, you know what? The star did make a good target. Go ahead. <laughs> That's true. The longest tenured player. On the Arizona Cardinals roster, right here, right now, is the longest tenure Cardinal without Patrick Peterson, wow. without Larry Fitzgerald. Who is the longest tenured Cardinal? Wow, Paul, that's blowing my mind right now. Uh, Guess uh, what? what? There is a direct link to the Big Red Rage the past few years. Okay. Deej? <laughs> DJ Humphrey. Is it really DJ? Okay, that, I was going to guess that, Paul. Isn't that? That's mind-blowing. That 2015. Mind- wow. That is so. There you go. I mean, if Aaron Judge can hit a home run into the corn a few moments ago, then uh, DJ Humphreys can be the longest tenured Cardinal going into this season. Of course, that's pending the return of Larry Fitzgerald, according to Larry Senior, in a couple of tweets that went out in the last twenty-four hours. So, who knows what's going on in that front? Let's talk about the known wolf and okay, Bali. what we think we know when it comes to tomorrow night. Um, Kyler Murray may or may not play. We're not exactly sure how that's going to stack. We'll wait and see. We know Dak Prescott is not playing for the no. Dallas Cowboys. Okay, we will see the offensive line. 
There's no doubt it was the starting offensive line featuring Rodney Hudson. And and if this was the other, arguably, quote of camp, when Justin Pugh said the following about the former two-time Pro Bowler Rodney Hudson. Going through the offseason, he hanging out and just getting to know the type of man he is. He's, he's awesome. We all know what he can do on the football field, but the integrity, it's almost like uh, he's going to get mad at me for like a Chris Paul type of addition where you bring in a guy with that veteran leadership who, who, who knows how to, how to do things right off the field and it, it you know, trickles onto the field. Really? Wow. Yes, really. You know what? Honestly, Paulie, that resonates with me. And the reason being is because of the position that he plays, the center position. Once again, listen, there's no doubt about it. Your quarterback, that is the most important position on your team. And they're called franchise quarterbacks for a reason. But offensively, when you talk about the point guard, man, if you want to if you want to look at somebody and point to them and say, no, it's not the guard, it's the center. It's the point center in the game of football that calls the place and gets protections and gets people on the same page. Do you know how important that is, Paulie, to any offense? It's critical. So I get exactly what Justin Pugh is saying in regard to Rodney Hudson being that point guard, if you will, or point center in this case. You know, I've heard a lot of good stuff about Rodney Hudson. And, I mean, there's some absurd stuff. Like, he hasn't been called for a false start since 2016. Think about that. Stunning. Didn't have a penalty flag of any sort all of last season. Obviously, that's an area of need for an Arizona Cardinals team that led the NFL in that category. But when I hear he's an absolute grinder and he devours game film and he just sits in there and he grinds on the film, and he's really prepared. I mean, Wolf, you can't tell me that's not going to go a long way when he's trying to make sure that his third-year quarterback is prepared and into the game plan and into the game field and knowing exactly what the opponent is going to bring week to week. Boy, you're spot on in that one, Paulie. Ding, 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 ding. Somebody give the sideline reporter a treat because you nailed that, Paul. Listen, this is why it's so important that you bring not only Rodney Hudson in, but the impact that he's going to have on everybody else on that offensive line. This is why Steve went out and got Rodney Hudson. How he got Rodney Hudson still? I'm still wondering how that transpired. Mike Mayock, are you feeling okay? And I love Mike Mayock. He's a friend of the family, but my goodness, I still can't believe the Arizona Cardinals somehow, someway got Rodney Hudson right now. And Paul, when you talk about him grinding, this is what I love about Rodney Hudson. What's your excuse if you're not doing it? Mm. Mm-hmm. This guy is a 10-year veteran in this league. He's considered to be maybe the best center in the league, top three, certainly. And now all of a sudden, he's grinding away on film, and he's doing all of the things he needs to do to be successful, and he's putting in the time, and you're not? What are you yeah. doing? So your offensive line, to start the game tomorrow night, DJ Humphreys left tackle, Justin Pugh left guard, Rodney Hudson near center, Josh Jones, a third-round pick a year ago who didn't play a single preseason game, said he's really looking forward to to playing tomorrow night because he just hasn't gotten many snaps at all since his college days at Houston. He'll be the right guard without Brian Winters, without Justin Murray, and then your right tackle, of course, Kelvin Beecham. Now, we also had news about who else won't be around tomorrow night. As reports say that there are additions to the COVID list. Andy Isabella was already there as of a couple of days ago. Well, now you can add James Conner, 
Darrell Daniels, the tight end. Charles Washington, the safety and special team standout. Leckie Fotu, another defensive lineman. Ron Wolfley. The Cardinals will be without J.J. Watt, Jordan Phillips, Zach Allen, Rashard Lawrence, Leckie Fotu, their top five defensive linemen. So, okay, that's what we know on that front. Now, It's a good thing we haven't had cutdowns yet, Paul. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, that's August 31st. They have to get down to the final 53. Uh, and then there's the head coach who was asked earlier this week about the 2019 preseason. And, and remember what he told us on his weekly TV show, right? Where in hindsight, maybe trying to hide everything in the preseason – didn't exactly help the Cardinals as much as it hurt them as they were trying to confuse the Lions, and maybe they confused themselves, and Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that. You want to give them plays they understand, can execute at a high level, play fast, be aggressive, and really get see the best version of themselves. So that's what we're trying to do. The first year, we were really trying to keep it all tucked in, tied the offense, and like I said, it was a mistake. And So this year, we'll, we'll um, be a little bit more open and play our game to an extent. What do you think that means, Wolf? You know what? Uh, the best version of themselves. That's what I keep focusing in on, Paulie. In other words, it's about the player and not the play. Right, Paul? It's about yeah. the player and not the play. The best version of themselves. We want them to play fast. We want them to go out there and be aggressive and be physical by limiting the scope of what it is that we're going to do. What that means, I really don't know. But I'll tell you what I'd love to see in this situation, Paul, is a quarterback under center about 50% of the time. Go mm. 25% in the gun. Go 25% in the pistol. 50% of the time. Because I do believe a quarterback under center is where the this, this offense can grow and expand the most this season from what we've seen in seasons past. It's the quarterback under center. Now listen, I'm not saying you're ever going to run it 50% of the time in the regular season. They are not going to do that. That's not who Cliff Kingsbury is. It's not who Kyler Murray is. They're going to put him in the gun. That's going to be the, the number one quarterback position. They're going to put him in the shotgun and run their offense. But I do believe if in fact you're going to expand a quarterback under center poly hey why not in the preseason wrap it out and wrap it out and wrap it out because when you put that quarterback under center what you're really saying is listen we're not going to try to trick you we're going to try to truck you right here because everyone knows what kind of plays you're going to run if you put Kyler Murray under center and you put a you put a running back with his toes at seven yards and it's 12 personnel or it's 11 personnel. You're going to run the tackle zone like everybody else in the league. That's what you're going to do. You're going to run the stretch. You're going to have a bootleg. You're going to have a waggle. You're going to have a seven-step play, uh, seven play action off of that. You're going to run those set of plays right there. And why not? You need to rep them out because sometimes, Paulie, you got to be able to line up and just be better than the guy across from you. You, I, you've said it before. You have to be able to run the ball when everybody knows you're going to yeah, run the ball, right? right? There was a moment in camp the other day, and uh, James Conner had run off the field, and, uh, and then he came running back on, and I happened to have my head down and almost got in the way of an almost full galloping James Conner, which would have been a uh, critical mistake on my part. He's a large dude. You know what? Your hair would have helped you, though. And, and, and look, if there's one thing I know, it's standing next to football players on the sideline. He is a large dude, and I look forward to seeing his 233-plus pounds coming full force, full charging down the field at the Tennessee Titans in Week 1. Whether we see him tomorrow night, I have no idea. Chase Edmonds, I'm not exactly sure. I figure we're going to see Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons for a couple of series, and I'm guessing we're going to see Robert Alford. 
and the starting corners out there. What exactly does that mean? We'll talk to the Cardinals' Robert Alford next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Brady gets a snap from Andrews. Falcons trying to get the intercepted. Coming back up the field is Robert Alford. Alford 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, and he will walk into the end zone on an 81-yard pick six. He knows if he's healthy, man, he, he's a big part of his defense. And when you're speaking about leaders and guys that's pushing guys, man, he is on top of our list as far as leaders. That is Cardinals D coordinator Vance Joseph and Wolf. The competition level, the compete level officially just went up in a big way on the Big Red Rage based on our next guest. Start barking, Paul. <laughs> if I asked you to name one player who has stood out each of the last three <laughs> Cardinal camps, right? A guy who's gotten you fired up. A yes. guy we're most definitely looking forward to seeing come September and beyond. A guy when you're down on the field, a guy you hear I mean, before you even see him, and now we get a chance to hear him tonight on the Big Red Rage, our special guest, cornerback, Robert Alford. Robert, how are we doing? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Man, really appreciate you joining us right now, Robert. I have to start with this. What is Hammond, Louisiana like? Oh, man, it's a little small country town, man. <laughs> is it really? But, yeah, everybody knows everybody, man. Pretty much everybody that, that that's from there is pretty much in some sort of way kin to each other. So that's, that's just telling you just how small it is. You know, so you went to southeast Louisiana. Look at you in your NFL career. Uh, Malcolm Butler went to West Alabama. Look at his NFL career. Is there something that ingrained in the two of you? Is that, I mean, is there something you guys share, and is there a trait between the two of you that led to each of you having successful NFL careers and defying the odds? Oh, yeah, um, most definitely, man. Um, being from a small school, I think Malcolm um, started off at a, at a junior college, um, just speaking with him and just getting to know him. But um, most definitely, though, just coming from a small school, man, you always going to have a chip on your shoulder because uh, both of us, we feel like we could have went D1 and, and just not um, being able to, to go D1 made a bigger chip up on our shoulder. So for us to have the... Um, the career that we have, I think he's going into his eighth year. I'm going into my ninth year, man. Um, it's, it's real big for us. Like I said, we came from a small school, was pretty much like overlooked, and um, always had to prove ourselves um, during our football career. So, yeah, that was, that was that's major. Robert, you already talked about it. You touched on it, the fact that you missed the last two training camps coming into this training camp here. What did that teach you, if anything, the last two years? Um, it just taught me just to um, – take it day by day and, and, and never um like never never regret um like never like look over a day. You know what I'm saying? Like always um be like take advantage of, of each day that you um out there on the field. Like you said, I was out for two years, man. That was that was very tough for me, man. Just um coming from um being released by, by Atlanta and then that off season just busting my butt to to um to prove myself and then just went down with a leg injury and then come back off the leg injury after grinding again another off season and then tearing my pick man was was um it taught me a lot man it, it really like taught me like patience and 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 just like I said not to regret like no days man like take advantage of each and every day that that God has blessed me to um to play this game so here you are now Robert you're 32 years old you're in this training camp. How's the body holding up right now? 
Um, I mean, I'm I'm 32. I feel like I'm 25. So <laughs> that, te- <laughs> that tells you a lot. But um, nah, I've done a, a, a um a lot of things, man. This off season, like you said, I came from those two two injured these past years. Um, my wife, she's um got me on the, um some pills um that that help with recovery, turmeric and things like that, calcium pills. So um, she done her job and um, we we um, added in Pilates this off season. So it was more so like stretching, um, getting the body ready for training camp. And I think those things helped me a lot. Hey, Robert Alford is our guest, Cardinals cornerback here on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. I mean, you're right. I mean, you have low miles the last couple of years, right? So so you're probably feeling good in a lot of ways. But it was important, if I remember right, what you told the media to start camp, to stay in Arizona and talk about this, to prove to the Cardinals that you're still the player they signed three years ago? Correct, correct, man. That was that was the main thing for me, man, to to give back what they what they blessed me with. Like I said, I was released um, after the 2018 season. Uh, from Atlanta, and they blessed me to come here to to show my talents and to prove myself that I was still um, that that good cornerback, that great cornerback in the league. And um, like I said, I, I just was um, hindered and, and, and got hurt the past two years. And my main thing was, like I told my agent, man, I, I had to return here. I had to um, give them back what they what they um, blessed me with um, these past two years. And I just wanted to prove myself and to show my, show my skills um, this year to them and show them that I am the player that, um, that they bought from Atlanta. Robert, that is so cool. I got to tell you, as a guy that played 10 years in the National Football League, to hear you say you felt like you owed something right. to them. Dude, I got to tell you, man, props to you. Right, right. And, Appreciate it. And I see how you got through the last two years. I know you mentioned your faith and, and your stepfather is a pastor. Correct. And, that you know, that helped you, that mental mm-hmm. strength. So so does that help you when you're lined up, oh, I don't know, over DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best in the game? Because <laughs> you guys have had some legendary one-on-one so far, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's good to go against um, competition. Plus, um, to have a, a receiver on the team that's, um, if not the best, he's definitely in the top three um, in the league for sure. And being able to practice, practice against him and ask questions, um, what he see that I can improve on, vice versa. And, um, yeah, man, we've been going at it each and every day, man. And, and it's great competition. Um, I've been knowing Hop since we since we um, entered into the NFL. We, we trained together at IMG. So pretty much we already knew about each other, knew, knew each other, how our mental was. And um, it's, it's, it's great competition to be able to just to practice um, against him each and every day. Roberts, everybody tells me what a dog you are, and I don't have to be told I can watch you practice and you go about your business over these last two training camps. There's no doubt about it. You got all dog in you right now. Let me ask you this. Do you engage in trash talking, and if so, why? Um, and some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love, I love the trash talk. Um, most of the time, I, um, I pretty much like when the receivers or whoever um, to start talking to me first because – um, once they talk to me, that that makes me real. You know what I'm saying? That made me real competitive. It really like turned on the switch. So I, I love um, when when someone talks to me. But if I feel like the receiver isn't talking, I just start with him just so he can start talking. You know what I'm saying? And it and it makes me it fires me up at the end of the day because that's what drives me. 
You know what? It's so funny, Robert, because I remember being a player, and sometimes I would challenge myself. I didn't feel like I was good. I mm-hmm. didn't feel like I was ready to go. So I'd start talking trash right, because right, I knew right. if I if I was talking trash, you better back it right. up, right? You better do it. And do you ever do that to get yourself going? Um, sometimes I do, but most of the times, um. I'm already like eager and ready to um to start. I'm already like confident in in my film study during that week. Confident in the coach is gonna put us in the right position. So pretty much I already be like be amped up. But of course, like if if I feel like I need a, a, a little edge, I'm definitely gonna start trash talking to make him say something. You know that was Richard Sherman back in the day. He used to complain. He tried to talk trash talk Larry, and then Larry would be complimentary. He'd be like, you right. know, hey, you're looking good, Richard. Your film's good. You're in good shape. How's the family? And Richard Sherman's like. I'm trying to trash right, talk right, this, right, and right. it doesn't work. So I don't know if that was like reverse psychology. How about D Hop though? He he's come over to the defensive sideline a few times, and, and he's made some noise. He's barked a little, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Hop, man. Hop Hop going trash talk too. Um, I mean, that's just him. I mean, he has that dog in him. He just on the offensive side. You know what I'm saying? But um, like I said, man, like he's he's a he's a big competitor. He's a big competitor. So as my um myself. You are a huge competitor. It's one of the things I love watching you practice, just go about your business. Let me ask you this. You played for a lot of defensive coordinators. Who was the toughest defensive coordinator you played for? Oh, man, I'd probably say they all was on the same same category, from um, from Coach Quinn to VJ to Mike Nolan. Um, all of them had that, that, um, that dog mentality, and they're going to push. They're going to push their players. You know what I'm saying? They want the mm-hmm. best out of each and every one of them, and they um, I can't just point out one defensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? They all was, was in the same was in that same mindset for me. Has anyone ever had to coach you hard, Robert? As hard coaching, and do you respond to hard coaching well? Um, that's the number one thing that I, I, I tell my defensive coordinators and my um, my cornerbacks coach is to coach me hard because um, I want to be great. So um, I'm able to take everything they throw at me um but the number one thing that i want them to do is is to coach me hard because i want them to push out the best in me because i know that i want to be great and the only way to be great is to have that coach that's gonna push the best out of you dude that is like a warm blanket being wrapped around me on a cold winter's day to actually hear you say that that's exactly the way i felt as well you know what drive me that's what i want because i know if it's when they don't yell at you, man. You That's when you worried. start worrying about yeah. it. Yeah. So you guys aren't interested in the participation trophies. Is no. that what you're saying? Uh, okay. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all about you, Robert Alford, here on the Big Red Rage. All right, so speaking of your D coordinator, Vance Joseph, uh, look, we know the number one thing with a corner is you got to cover. But he mentioned on his own this crew in this room and their ability to tackle, mm. whether it's you, whether it's Malcolm Butler, Byron Murphy. How big a deal is that to this defense, in your opinion, Robert? Um, that's real big. Um, coming to the, to new, into the um, new rule that they add this year that we can't cut. So uh, we know that a lot of teams is going to try to um, come on the, on, um, on the edge, on the perimeters, and they're going to expect us to, to tackle. And I think that uh, VJ, Coach G, Coach Rob, Everybody on the defensive side, I think they bought in um, a, a great secondary group that, um, shoot, if one of us go down, that the next person going to step up, and we all got that dog mentality and go come up and stick our nose in there and um, make tackles. Talk about Byron Murphy. What kind of growth have you seen from Byron Murphy? Man, real big, man. Uh, he made a big jump, man, just from, from when he first got here um, to now. But, 
Um, I mean, he's made a tremendous jump uh, from his rookie year to um, what it is, his third year, um, whatnot. But yep. you see each and every year that, that Murphy is, is growing as a as a um, as an NFL um, talented um, cornerback, and I think the sky's the limit for him. Um, he has the the right mental. Um, he has athletic ability. Um, with that man, you can't go wrong. He just got to just stay. Stay in a moment and, and, and keep on pushing and, and keep on reaching the top. I know you guys don't like a lot of questions about the rookies, but just give us a little bit on Marco Wilson and what you're seeing because he appears, from what we can tell, to be that fourth corner right now. Yeah, man, Marco's going to be great, man. Um, you can see it right now um, just just from him being a rookie and how he likes to soak up um, whatever he can. He, he's willing to, to ask all the questions. Great, great fundamentally sound um, the sky's the limit for him, for sure, man. He's going to be a great talent um, in, the, in the near future. Robert, you're one of my favorite guys, man, on the team. Seriously. I <laughs> hope you're able to stay healthy this year and show everybody what it is that you can do. Thank you so much, brother, for joining us. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. Wolf wanted to talk about Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I told him, no, it's too early. It's too <laughs> right. early. So, right. Okay. For real. For real. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Thank you. There you go. Cardinals cornerback Robert Alford joining us for a few minutes here on the Big Red Rage. Oh, man. We'll talk about that and more next as we continue right here. The Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Snap to Wilson. Cardinals bringing some pressure. It's picked up. Wilson with time in the pocket. Now in trouble and sacked. About four Cardinals in the backfield. But it's Isaiah Simmons, the rookie, that gets the Russell Wilson first to force a punt. Shotgun snap to Wilson. Straight drop back. Steps up in the pocket. Takes off. Running far side at the 40. And drilled by Simmons at the 41. Isaiah Simmons is balling. Shotgun snap Wilson. Quick throw to the left flat. Metcalf caught it at the 38. Dropped by Isaiah Simmons for a loss at the 37-yard line. Simmons has played terrific football tonight. The rookie really starting to get comfortable out there. Two primetime games against Seattle last season and two big-time first impressions by Isaiah Simmons against the division rival. That was at Seattle where he had 10 tackles and a sack in that game. And we know what happened against the Seahawks in overtime at home where he had the big interception that set up the game-winning field goal. Isaiah Simmons looking to pick up where he left off against the Seahawks a year ago. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley. Special thanks again to Robert Alford. Uh, Obviously, the football IQ, the intensity uh, the man and uh, some great stuff in there. Just talking about his trash talking wolf, his battles with D Hop, and and you know what? Towards the end of that interview, someone we're going to keep an eye on tomorrow night, Marco Wilson. He yeah. mentioned Marco Wilson, and yep. he had some pretty big props because earlier in camp, he didn't want anything to do with any of the rookies and mention anything about those guys. But he is willing to give a few words on Marco Wilson, and those were very positive. So yeah, that should be encouraging to Marco Wilson. Yeah. But you know what? You need three corners. You got to have three corners on this team in today's NFL. And that's why I'm so hopeful Robert Alford will actually stay healthy with Byron Murphy, of course, and then Malcolm Butler. Speaking of young guys and the defense, it's got to revolve around Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. And just curious, because I know a lot of people are curious, what have you seen from those two guys in camp so far? Man, they look good. 
good in a uniform, Paul. That much I'll tell you. Wow. I mean, yeah. the athleticism is there. The length is there. The the ability to make plays, it is definitely there. I am greatly encouraged to see Zayvon Collins progressing the way that he is and Isaiah Simmons as well. But you know what, Paulie? It comes down to doing. It comes down when the silks go on, baby, and you go out and you play a game against a, an opponent that is trying to drive you into the ground, how are you going to play? Man, let's hope these two come together. Let's hope these two can ball out and play well. Because if they can play, and that's still a question mark, sorry, you got to prove it to me, Paulie. I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, you got to prove that you can play when the silks are on. But if they can, this defense is going to go as they go. Well, and if he doesn't prove it, if he isn't the guy in the first two, three weeks, he will no longer be the guy. You can't risk regular season games, so he's going to... And I thought your interview with Bill Davis, the inside linebackers coach this week, uh, you know, was excellent in a lot of ways. And and if I remember right, he said Zayvon Collins would go into a game in college, he'd have three, four, maybe five defenses to call. Yes. Now he's got 30 to 50. Yes. Yes. Now, they, now they narrow that down come game day and for that particular opponent, but it just shows you how a kid can be swimming when he all of a sudden he's tasked with calling yes. an entire defense. And in fact, here's Zayvon Collins uh, in camp and, and just talking about the uh, you know the push he's getting from everyone around him. Guys in this locker room are great. You know, of course, being the young guy on the team, guys have been on me before. Guys have come up to me, yelled at me, d- done stuff like that because they have a passion for the game. I have a passion for a game as well. Um, I have no experience right now, but. Pretty soon, it's it's do or die. You have to do it. And those guys are pushing me every day to be in that position. So it's a very friendly environment, and it does make a difference whenever you're close to your team. And I cannot wait to watch this, Paul. I really cannot. Zayvon Collins, of course, and Isaiah Simmons. Especially, Paul, tomorrow night. And run down. I don't care how many reps they get, Paul. I don't care what it is. And run down situation, first and ten, second and one to six. With a power personnel group out there, whether they have 11 personnel, I'm not going to consider that a power personnel, but a 12 personnel unit, that's one back, two tight ends, two wide receivers, maybe a 13, where it's one back, it's three tight ends and one wide receiver, but a power personnel group in rundown situation, and then whether the Dallas Cowboys try to run the ball or use play action. How does Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons do in those situations? In particular, that's what I'm looking for. Rundown situation against power personnel and play action or running the ball because, obviously, week one against the Tennessee Titans, that's what they're going to see. And guess what? We expect Zayvon Collins to see Ezekiel Elliott. That Zeke Elliott will probably be out there for at least a series, maybe two. He did not play in that Hall of Fame game. And so uh, where, there you go. That's going to be a marquee mm-hmm. top five running back he's going to be able to match up against. Also intriguing, what Bill Davis said this week to you, Wolf, was that Jordan Hicks is, quote, having the best camp I've ever seen him have. Now, remember, Bill Davis was a defensive coordinator in Philly when they drafted Jordan Hicks in 2015, so very interesting there. In fact, on the Big Red Rage earlier this year, Bill Davis, we asked him right here about where he just thinks the Arizona D is going to improve the most. 
our turnovers, I think, are going to increase. One of the things you get when you get the two, six, four inside backers who can move and run. Now, as a quarterback, when you try to hide Lois and you've got a, a short little uh, stop route in, a, in, a, in an in behind it, trying to throw over those two inside, you, mm-hmm. you're going to elevate your pass a little bit. The safeties are going to get more balls, I believe. I think there'll be more tips and overthrows, and tips and overthrows in the NFL turn into interceptions. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, think of everything on paper now, okay? This is on paper. All right, the yeah, Cardinals, if, you, if you're Vance Joseph and you're Bill Davis and you're drawing up this defense and you're saying, okay, potentially you're going to have Ryan Tannehill coming up to the line of scrimmage on September 12th in Nashville, and on the left side he's got Chandler Jones. Oh, boy, there's 55. He's got a 19-sack season under his belt two years ago. Right next to him is 99 J.J. Watt. I got Marcus Golden blowing spit bubbles off the right side. Now here's Isaiah Simmons off the edge. Wait a minute, Buda Baker is flashing. Six foot five, Zayvon Collins is in the middle. I got to throw over him on third and seven. I yeah. mean, there's a lot to think about matchup wise. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, right now, too, the Arizona Cardinals, and they've done this at public settings right here, so I'm not divulging any inside information, but they ran a personnel group out there that you know I've been talking about, Polly, and you hit on it in a little bit with Isaiah Simmons coming off the edge. A lot of times you're going to see Isaiah Simmons on the outside. You're going to see Chandler Jones on the other side. You're going to see Jordan Hicks on the inside with Zayvon Collins. That, to me, is a true three four defense right there and you know what why not why not start moving Isaiah Simmons around this is year two it's not year one you know last year I did not want them to move him around but man now you can start doing it because I think he's much more comfortable with the offense with the defense I should say listen that 34 unit that they ran out there with those linebackers those four linebackers on the field Paul that's what you're gonna see against the Tennessee Titans week one. Once again, I believe this is a personnel group that they're working with right now that they want to get reps in-game because they know that they're going to use that against the Tennessee Titans. That is just me, pure speculation. Maybe you have to walk down Buda Baker, make an eight-man front against two tight ends, 12 personnel, Derrick Henry, attack the line of scrimmage, run the ball. Heck yeah, that's the personnel group I think they're going to use. And Vance Joseph hinted at it a little bit. He was asked in a roundabout way, and and his response was, look, we want to get the 11 best players on the field. And if Jordan Hicks is truly having what they're calling the best camp of his career, and he knows that defense cold, you don't have to worry about any mental errors because not only, and Wolf, you know this a lot better than me, but to listen to other guys say it, not only is Zayvon Gollins the guy wearing the green dot calling the defense, he's trying to align other guys. Yes. And so he's got enough to worry about making his NFL debut, but if Jordan Hicks all of a sudden is taking that off his plate in that three inside linebacker set, then, man, I just I like those possibilities and just the fact it would reduce the mental errors sure. or the possibility thereof that we saw, for example, in week one against the 49ers when Raheem Mostert toasted Isaiah Simmons. It's one of the things, man, I'm so excited to look for tomorrow night is those two guys, Zayvon Collins once again and Isaiah Simmons, Polly, and how well they do in those situations, how they hold up. There are more things that we're going to be looking for. I know we're talking about that in the next beautiful part of the program, but never forget this. Bill Davis also said, Wolf, we're always preparing for week one. We're always preparing for the Tennessee Titans. He was talking about that when I talked about that personnel group right there because that is that is going to be the game in my opinion 
a gross simplification of the truth, Paulie, but breaking it down, it's going to be rundown situation with the Tennessee Titans. I've been talking about it for weeks. They're one of the best offense. I think they, they might be the best offense in the league, and it's going to be a throwback offense. It's going to be more of a traditional offense. Now, they blend the old and the new. They'll put Derrick Henry right there in the shotgun next to Ryan Tannehill. They'll run some zone reads with Derrick Henry. What a mother that is, right, when you've got Ryan Tannehill, who can also run the ball in that situation. They will they blend the old and the new. I absolutely love watching this offense play. I think they're going to be one of the best. That's going to be the game to me. In a gross simplification of the truth, can the Arizona Cardinals and those two young linebackers hold up against the Tennessee Titans and their rundown offense? And you know what? You are so right. Ryan Tannehill, the former receiver, he's not a running quarterback, but he's a quarterback who can run. Yes. And and when you have all those athletes out on the field and they're every down players, think of all the teams all of a sudden who are going up-tempo. That's the word out of Seahawks camp, by the way, is Seattle has been showing a lot of up-tempo with Russell Wilson. So if you can have guys who are every down players and athletes like Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, the Buda Bakers, those kind of guys who can stay on the field regardless of the personnel groups, then that's got to be a big-time advantage to Vance Joseph and company when they're calling that D. Interesting, very interesting. And we know the value of a linebacker knowing where he's supposed to be. I'll give you an example. Week 17 against the Rams last year, Tanner Vallejo out of nowhere. Had 12 tackles in a sack because yeah. he knows where to be. We'll find out who Wolf wants to see tomorrow night in the preseason debut against the Cowboys next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. going to get a chance to see Eno Benjamin play ball again because we know a year ago that didn't happen. Didn't get into a regular season game. There were no preseason games. There were no fans allowed during camp. So now, boom, tomorrow night against the Dallas Cowboys, preseason game number one of three. And if you're figuring that Chase Edmonds and James Conner will get very limited reps, if any at all, then guess what? Hello, Jonathan Ward, Eno Benjamin, Edo Smith. Uh, These are guys who have a chance to put some reps down on film as we wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, Paul Calvisi, and Ron Wolfley. Yeah, you're right about that, Paulie. Eno Benjamin, though, I have to tell you right now, you know when they drafted Eno Benjamin, I compared him to Chase Edmonds. You did. I will continue to say that. I think it's an accurate comparison. I think the size, the body type, I think the brain, I think the emotion, I think the spirit, how they go about their business. I think it's very, very similar. There's. It was interesting because I had the opportunity to talk to Eno Benjamin, Paul, and Eno Benjamin was talking about that very thing. He was he was talking about how he loves to talk to Chase Edmonds. They sit down and they have conversations and they watch tape together. I knew these guys were going to be really good friends, but I also knew they were going to be really good competitors as well, and that is probably what we're going to see through the course of this preseason. Eno Benjamin competing big time. Well, we know you don't have to ask uh, Chase Edmonds twice to talk. That's what he does really well, almost as good as running the football. So uh, that makes sense there. In terms of guys you want to see, 
Obviously, we talked about Zayvon Collins. Uh, Rondale Moore, no doubt about that. Wolf, I had someone in the know. Compare the potential impact of Rondale Moore to this offense to another rookie receiver in Cardinals history. Do you remember a guy by the name of Anquan Bolden? Yes. And uh, that, that's them some tall words and expectations. But Rondell Moore has had a few moments where he has really flashed. Yeah, but you know what, Paulie? That is such a weird comparison right there. It is. Because Rondell Moore, as you know, I mean, okay, he's got massive thighs. We understand that. He can squat 650, whatever it is, Paulie. You know what I mean? I, I get that. But... It was on the impact. Not the player. Not okay. comp as a player to player. Right. But on okay. the there impact he might have on the offense. Uh, okay. If he is a, you know, able to take the top off a little bit, be the jet sweep guy, get the ball in yeah, space. But he, right. He's so different. He truly yeah. is. Anquan yeah. was not going to be a take-the-top-off guy. He was going to be throw it to him and get out of his way because he was going to truck you or run you over but listen as far as things that i'm looking for paulie number one i'm going to start with some personnel and formation i'm going to look for under center how many times we have a quarterback that is actually under center then i'm going to look on the defensive side if in fact they run out to, to start this game that three that three four defense where you got jordan hicks zavin collins isaiah simmons on the outside and chandler jones on the outside will they show that in a game They've showed it in practice. Why not show it in a game? I don't know. I'm looking for that as well. Rondale Moore, there's no doubt about it, Paulie. You hit it right on the head. Rondale Moore and whether or not he shows the ability to get vertical. I I don't know how many reps he's going to get. I would imagine it would be maybe 10, maybe 12, somewhere in there. I don't know how long they plan on playing him, but I'm going to be looking to see if Rondale Moore can make some plays but get vertical in particular. Josh Jones as the... The, the guy that could be the starting right guard in this game going into a Josh Jones and his development. And then, Paulie, Richard Lawrence. Mm. Richard Lawrence getting the opportunity to play that one technique over the nose. Corey Peters, of course, they brought him in. Richard Lawrence is a mini-me, if you will, of Corey Peters. And these guys are hanging out together. They're, they're really good friends. As a matter of fact, Richard Lawrence told me that the biggest influence on the team for him is Corey Peters. That's not a surprise to you. It's not a surprise to me, knowing Corey Peters. And you know what? There's a lot of question marks here. For example, the first-team offense, if they go three and out, are they done? Will they get a second series? My expectation would be yes. What of guys like Rashard Lawrence who are on that that you know that COVID list, right? Or actually on, on the defensive line list with dealing with injuries. Are some of these guys going to go or yeah. not? We'll see about that. Uh, and then there's Marco Wilson, and he's the fourth-round rookie. But in terms of a skill set and being a corner and the size and the measurables, Cardinals had him among the top 10 corners in the draft just based on the measurables. And with that in mind, Marco Wilson was talking about some of the advice he's been getting from DeAndre Hopkins. He was on the Red Sea Report and said this. Yeah, I've actually talked to uh, Hop a great amount about things I can do to help my game. Um, he's, he's also mentioned stuff like, because, uh, you know, him and him and Jalen Ramsey go at it every year, so he's mentioned a lot of things that he does because he knows that's a, a great cornerback and things that I could do to um, put into my game to make make sure I elevate my game every day. So I'm very, um, very appreciative that I have a guy like DeAndre Hopkins that I can learn from um, every day in practice. So it's just a blessing to be out here and be able to compete every day. Your thoughts on that, Paul? You know, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. Pat P and Larry Fitzgerald used to make each other better in camp, obviously. And so all the young corners, that's where you can tell. Look, 
for all the practices where no one's hit anyone, you can at least watch a cover corner and see if he can stay with DeAndre Hopkins and, and Marco Wilson. That's how we knew Robert Alford, right? Robert Alford was was given no quarter against DeAndre Hopkins. So now we get to see it because, to your point, Wolf, not only do you need three, sometimes you need four corners. Yeah. And, and Especially between, if you're playing the Arizona right, Cardinals. Right. And if you have two corners, age 30 and above, and Robert Alford and D, and uh, and and um, and uh, Malcolm Butler – then guess what? You know, Marco Wilson might be imperative to go along with a Byron Murphy at some point this season. Yeah, you know, Josh Jones, again, this is a guy, I know exactly what you're saying, Paulie, but I'm going to be looking at him if, in fact, Josh Jones gets that opportunity to go out there and get a lot of reps, and I'm hoping that he is going to get that opportunity to do it, Paul. I want to see him come off the ball. He's got everything you'd want from an offensive lineman. He's got the skill. He's got the technique. Now he's just got to go out there and blow somebody off the ball. And I'll throw out their tight end after Max Williams, who arguably is having the best camp of anyone on that field based on what I've seen after that. Wow, is it wide open. I mean, you got a bunch of guys that no one's ever heard of. I'll give you a complete name off the radar. He was signed the other day. He's got one practice under his belt. Demetrius Harris. He's going into his eighth year. He's wearing number 86. He's 6'7", 230. And Wolf, he made three really slick catches the dude can move and he can catch and i can tell you right now he raised some eyebrows from some of the personnel guys on the sideline i think 86 demetrius harris is going to get a lot of reps and guess what whether you're demetrius harris whether you're ross travis whether you're bernhard psychovitz mandatory psycho there is a chance for a tight end to make an impression and try and be the backup to max williams yeah there's no doubt about it who's 82 paul 82 all i see andre bocelli all i see is is andre bocelli making plays all over the field and I saw Chris uh, Cliff Kingsbury walk by him and look at him and shake his head and really get him pumped up and saying, I see you. I see you. That was really cool, Ball. The other off-the-radar guy, Michael Dogby, who will get a lot of reps with all the D linemen out. There you go. Special thanks, Executive Producer Jim Omohundro, Technical Director Jeff Darch, Ron Wolfe on Paul Calvisi. Special thanks to Robert Alford tonight on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.